Happy, <clears throat> there we'll start that one again. Happy, happy Tuesday, everybody. <laughs> I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. I do have my voice. I don't know how I started off with that little kind of hiccupy thing. All right, that was a riot. All right, anyway, hey, welcome to today's show of Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, which is with our good friends at the Center for Responsive Schools, okay, which is headquartered in Massachusetts, and somehow they have set me up with one of their good people, Kate Conway, who's one of our guests today, and I think she might be in we're going to find that out in just a second. Okay, I've got Kristen Vincent here, who's their director of marketing, and Dr. Joe Tilly, who's a programs research manager for responsive classrooms, and I can tell you he's going to heaven because he was a teacher with special education kindergarten through eighth grade in a whole bunch of urban school districts. So Joe's going to have it. We'll, we'll talk about his future journey, which I hope happens in about 300 million years. Okay. In just a few minutes, it's going to be a good show. We're going to talk about supporting what they call guest teachers, which is a very important way and a very nice way to say substitute teachers. Okay, we're talking about why they do that, how they do it, and what it leads to. It's going to be a great show with our good friends from CRS, which is at crslearns.org. All right, and let me make sure I got that right just while I said that. CRS Learn, I thought it was wrong, CRS Learn. Dot org. Okay, we're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. That's our uh, home website for American Consortium for Equity in Education. And it's exciting over there. We have our magazine. We just click on it. It's our online journal called Equity and Access. All of our podcasts are over there, seltoday.org, our resource center, teacher-retention.com, and a whole bunch of news we put up there all the time. We're the only media in education, K-12, pre-K-12, focusing on equity and access. And that's a big thing these days, as you all know. So we want to make sure every kid gets the uh, education they deserve, and you do too. So please go over to ace-ed.org. Tell your friends about it. See all we're doing, all that we're doing. We're pretty proud of it. All right, we're going to go ladies first here as soon as I bring everybody on. And the first question goes to Ms. Kate Conway, who's a curriculum and instruction designer for Responsive Classroom. Kate, are you in Hawaii now? I am, Larry. Good morning. Good, good morning. You're, what time is it there? Um, it's 4 o'clock in the morning here. Well, it's another typical day, just so you slept late this morning. Am I correct? I did. I did. I had you a, a really long lie-in. Kate, I owe you one on this one. I owe you one on this one, okay? It's just a pleasure to have you here. And, Kristen, what time is it Thank when you, you. are? <laughs> Kristen? Hi, Larry. Kristen. Good morning. Uh, hi, Larry. Yes. Hi, hi, Chris. Um, How you know, doing? <laughs> good. In Massachusetts, it's 9 a.m., Okay, and let me just – and, Joe, you listen to this. I'll bring you on a second. Okay, Kate, if they ask you to come to Massachusetts in February from Hawaii, say no. Remember that. Say no. <laughs> okay? Not in February, all right? <laughs> this is great. Okay, Joe, are you there, Dr. Tilly? Yes, sir. Hi, Joe. I'm Larry. Good to have you here. Hi, Larry. How are you? I'm great. And, by the way, I hope you heard me say it. you're going to heaven. Okay, all special ed teachers go to heaven, but you taught, you're an urban special ed teacher, kindergarten through eighth grade. Of course, you're a programs research manager now for CRS, but I got to tell you, okay, that, that, that's, just, that's really a great profession. Uh, teacher of special education, kindergarten through eighth grade, man, I couldn't do it. 
Thank you for doing that, Joe. Larry, I have to tell you, they, they taught me far more than I ever taught them, though. Oh, what a nice thing to say. But that is just great. We're going to get to all three of our guests here, okay? But we're going to talk about supporting what you guys call guest teachers. And this is really cool. And, again, we're talking to the Center for Responsive Calls, where Kristen is the uh, Director of Marketing. Kristen, why don't you define what Center for Responsive Schools, CRSLearn.org, is, okay? And tell us, kind of introduce us to what Responsive Classroom is under that umbrella. Kristen Vincent, everybody, yeah, sure. in so, Massachusetts, maybe with you. a snow-covered lawn, with a snow-covered lawn, I mean, I think. A little bit, right? a little bit a little of snow bit, left, yeah. yes, just okay, a little good. bit, a little bit. Um, yeah, so Center for Responsive Schools, um, we're committed to developing high-quality social-emotional learning programs, products, and services yep. for students and educators, and um, Responsive Classroom is an approach to education. Um, it's an evidence-based approach uh, to teaching and discipline, and it's a way to integrate academics and social-emotional learning yeah. all day long. Yeah. So yeah. providing a safe and yep. engaging environment for students. And, yep. And, and I cannot say how important that is these days, because that is a big challenge out there. And SEL is important, but not a, to me, not as a standalone. Okay, it has to be incorporated into everything a school or district does. Okay, and has to set the example and constantly, constantly teach it, and that's what you guys do. And I think it's great. Again, it's crslearn.org. Okay, now we're going to go to Kate. Okay, thank you for that, Kristen. Okay, Kate, not to stereotype, are you wearing a hula skirt now while playing the ukulele on a catamaran? (laughs) Absolutely not. I don't want to to stereotype out there. Okay. Okay, are you a Jake Shimabakura fan? No. Do you know him? No. All right, then I'm going to tell you something. The greatest ukulele player in the world, we're huge fans. I'm quite serious. Is oh, a Hawaiian okay. gentleman I'll named Jake Shimabakura. Jake Shimabakura. And I promise you, I promise oh, yeah. everybody listening, yeah. you have never heard ukulele like this. It's like listening to a concert. Mm-hmm. The guy's unbelievable. Okay? Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's my Hawaiian fact of the day. All right? It's incredible. It, it, it's a great one. It's a, if you haven't heard of Joe, do you know of him? I, I don't. I, I live here in Nashville, so we're, we're a little bit that more country matter. music. Just, like, just, I, I love country, too, but Google Google Jake Shimabakura, and you're not going to believe he's playing a ukulele. Okay? Okay. This is, this is like an Eric Clapton level of ukulele in a ratio to a guitar. It's unbelievable. Okay? That's all I have to say about Hawaii. All right? Kate. Okay, 4 a.m., bless your sweetheart. Okay, thank you for being here. Okay, so you were head of a school, an independent school in Hawaii. Was that on, where was that, by the way? Uh, we're on the island of Kauai. Nice, jeez. Well, are, you, are you a native there, or did you move out there? No, absolutely not. No, um, I've only been here for about two and a half years. Good for you. That's great. They, by the way, Hawaii, I've talked to your uh, superintendent of schools and all that on there. They, they really, really need uh, teachers. They really, really need teachers yeah. out there, okay, with the high, yeah. the high cost of living, pay, et cetera. And I've always said that retired teachers who are making a beautiful retirement in, say, New York or Massachusetts or Pennsylvania, and you want to get to warm weather for a few years, retire at 55 and go spend five years in Hawaii. With your retirement and the pay, they can great idea. That's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, Tell them all to come. yeah, 
Yeah, they, they should. Because you guys really need teachers out there. What can I say? It's hard. And by the way, just in case people don't know this, Hawaii is the only state that is one school district. That's just one school district, the entire state of Hawaii. Okay? It's the only state in the country that does that. Okay. Uh, these, these, are my, these are my Hawaii facts. They're not bad. Right? Right, Kate? They're not bad. <laughs> We're supposed okay? to be talking about guest teachers, Larry. We are. We're going to be there right now. Okay? Guest teachers. And I love the way you guys phrase that. Instead of the word substitute teachers, which is something that should be tossed, okay? You're exactly right, okay? Talk, talk about guest teachers. Why are you referring to them as guest teachers? And this is so key. Put it in perspective of this incredible teacher shortage. Go ahead, Kate. You're on. Yeah. So when we invite a guest into our spaces, into our homes or our schools or our classrooms, we want them to feel comfortable and welcome, have some importance. We want to treat them with respect and overall kindness. So using the term guest teacher actually conveys that sense of respect and belonging um, to what many people call a substitute teacher and elevates it a bit more because these are yeah. people who are coming in to help, to, to be part of our community. Um, for an hour, for a day, a week. And what's happening now is we have these guest teachers coming in um, maybe for a day or a week, and they end up staying for much longer because of the teacher shortages in so many places. So changing that terminology helps people um, change their perceptions, and it sets that tone um, so that everybody can have a positive and successful day. You know, you're, you're exactly right. You have guest professors in colleges, Okay, and you treat them as a professor. They are a guesting professor. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if they're a substitute professor, it changes your mindset. It's the same exact job, but it changes your mindset. And just to, to what you're saying, we're just thinking about this. You know, uh, everybody knows this. Uh, not that I'm a fan per se, but Prince Harry has a new book out. It hit yesterday, and it's called Spare. And he uses that term like a spare tire. Okay, a spare tire is a tire. It's the same tire you have in the rest of your car. It's just a spare tire, but we don't have the same respect for that tire because it's a spare tire. Okay, and it's the same thing with substitute teachers. Okay, it's the same thing with spare princes, prince, a spare prince. Okay, if you put that kind of title in front of them, okay, it changes the mindset. Okay, and that's why this is so important as to call the substitute a guest teacher. It changes the respect value on that. And you were head of school, okay, at an independent school in Hawaii. Did you use that term a lot? We did, actually, yeah. It wasn't, um, I would say, universal, but um, it, it's definitely becoming more and more popular. Cool. And are you, are you running this little idea, so to speak, over at CRS? Are, are you the are you the guest teacher person? Well, um, I work on a number of different projects related to leadership, and one of the projects I'm working now is to have a training um, to create a training for guest teachers, so that schools um, can offer this asynchronous course uh, to their guest teachers, so that they have a number of skills in their back pockets, per se. Uh, so that they can feel comfortable in the classroom. And then especially if a school is already using responsive classroom strategies, they can, you know, fit in and understand the way that that they're uh, using the strategies school-wide, but also 
uh, many of these skills are really helpful even if a school is not using responsive classroom overall. Um, there's a lot of little practices that teachers can implement um, in their own classroom, regardless of what the rest of the school is doing, that really can help them and the students have a safe and successful day. You know, and it, it, your tra this training is not only important for the guest teacher. It's extremely important. I, I think it's important for teachers, period. Okay? Because mm -hmm. I, I can't tell you when I was a teacher how many times I left a goofy group of lesson plans. Okay? A really goofy group of lesson plans on the day I knew I was mm -hmm. going to be off. Okay? And it, it's, sta it's standard in the profession, unfortunately. Okay? Right. It was certainly and, more standard back and then. Now, and, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, now, you know, there's so many expectations in terms of curriculum that the guest teachers are expected to really teach. You can't just walk in with exactly. your book under your arm and expect to sit back while the kids color or something like that. There's an expectation <laughs> that they will continue the academics for the day. Yeah, yeah. show a movie. I mean, it's, it's just, it's absurd right. to even think about that because we've had enough learning loss with the pandemic. Okay, we've had mm -hmm. enough. Okay, and we 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 can't we can't do that anymore. All right, and I have to say, just so I just want to tell you how much in favor of this. This should be something that should be taught as part of a, 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 a an education school's curriculum. Okay, how to prepare a you know, very, teacher. Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. and I I think so many of these responsive classroom practices should be the foundation of teacher training because they're yeah. that fundamental and they, they make such a big change in how teachers and students go through their day. Right. It's, it, it, it's so important and especially now more than ever. And Kate, that is just great. Let me swing over to Joe for a second. Okay. Joe, you're a programs research manager. You know this. I'm telling everybody else. More responsive classroom, okay? And I just want to say, I'm going to say it the way we kind of phrased it here. With the unprecedented teacher shortages post-pandemic, it's brutal out there, schools are heavily relying on substitute teachers and temporary staff to fill teaching positions to schools so schools can remain open for in-person learning. How about that? It's a whole brave new world out there, okay? Talk about what responsive classroom, Joe, and your work can do. It's okay to make this easier for A, the guest teacher, and B, okay, for the school. Joe, Joe Tilly, so, everybody. Dr. Joe Tilly. Thank you. Um, so such a great question, and, and I'm going to build a little bit on what you and, and Kate have already been talking about. Be my guest. Yeah, it's, it's this idea around that it, it begins long before the guest ever, the, the guest teacher ever arrives in the building. Um, I actually started my education career as a guest teacher, and so I'm I'm very well familiar oh. with with this type of, of thing. And then was classroom teacher, and then was a district supervisor for special education. So these these wow. teacher shortages, things like that, are really near and dear to my heart because. You know, one day, especially in a special education a classroom, can really make a difference for a kid. And so what the responsive oh classroom does is they work in advance to prepare kids for having a guest teacher. Um, they do that by having conversations with them long before it ever happens, things such as that. But there's some things that the school needs to do um, really to set the stage here. The first one is, is thinking in terms of having a, a culture and a climate 
that not only embraces having guest teachers, but also recognizes that those guest teachers have just as much to bring to the table as anybody else does. Good point. Um, I think that responsive classroom also works to have a set of rules and expectations that are not vastly different from space to space, which not only benefits the guest teacher, but it also benefits the student from that perspective. And so that way, if you're a guest teacher and you're there repeatedly, you're not trying to constantly figure out what is it that I'm supposed to be doing in here that I didn't. Um, and so <clears throat> I think there's a lot of, of um, advanced work that is done by the responsive classroom teacher and school that helps to, to embrace that. But most of all, I just think that the responsive classroom, um, the, the holistic approach to education that, that we work toward is to set up a, a classroom and a school that says, you may be a guest here, but we're going to support you. We're going to make you feel just as much a part of our community as anybody who would be here on a daily basis would be. That way we can keep you coming back because part of what we don't want to have happen is if you have a guest teacher come in, especially in, in, in the climate that we find today, which is where there's such a shortage for them, we want to keep you. We want you to come back over and over and over. And the way that we do that is we create a good experience for both you and the, the school. Right. It makes sense. It makes sense, Joe. And i got, I got to ask you, how are we doing in these days? I, mean, I don't know if you know the answer to this in terms of the numbers of people who want to be substitute teachers. Okay? I mean, how I, hard is it to find a substitute a guest teacher? We'll use that term. How hard is it to find a guest teacher these days? It, it, it's not great. Um, and, it, and it really depends on a little bit about where you are. Uh, I think that, you know, sure. for example, Nashville, you know, we are a metro Nashville public schools is surrounded by several fairly large districts as well. And so there's just a, a competition resources. And um, we're also in a an economic situation where not as many people are turning toward things such as substitute teaching as a part-time or a secondary type job. And so it becomes um, even more crucial for us because <clears throat> those resources are becoming a little bit more stretched. They, they really, really are. You know, and I'm going to just carry this further, just an idea. You know, the school districts need to set up with education schools. All right, and they need, of course, everybody's looking to hire new teachers. You know, we, we need teachers. All right, and if you find fourth-year uh, students in education school, okay, let them come in and start to be a guest educator in your school, but keep hiring the same people, which gives them a foothold into the district, gives you a foothold to a good person as a district, okay? And it, 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 that's a win-win situation. Okay, well, you don't have to go look it out there in the, in the wider world. You tap into the people who already want to become educators, and it, it makes it – and it, it's important. I'm going to say what you guys are saying again. You know, your responsive classroom, but responsive, responsive classroom, responsive schools. But the point is you are being very responsive to a real challenge out there. Okay, Absolutely. usually we talk about responsive, yeah, in terms of uh, we'll be responsive to the kids. Okay, well, we are being responsive to the kids, but we're being responsive to a need, okay, a professional need to get staff, to get faculty, okay? And what Absolutely. you guys are suggesting, yeah, this is really, really important stuff, 
Okay, you were you were on top. Of good, to, Kristen, you were on top of this. We got to really take this to market. Chris, this is great stuff. Okay, yeah, that's it, the plan, Larry. We're, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a paradigm changer. Okay, this is really really important. It's a paradigm changer. Okay, because that mindset makes all the difference in the world. I got to tell you. So. I want to hear some strategies, okay? Kate, I want to come back to you at, at now 4.20 in the morning. Thank you for doing this, Kate. Okay? Kate, okay, um, talk to me about some of the strategies that, that work on all those. Just give people a little hint, okay? How can we improve a guest yeah. teacher's day? And, and, for example, when and I'll say it again. When I was a teacher, I would leave, uh, watch this movie. That would be the lesson plan. <laughs> Okay, let, let me, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's the way to do it. I'm saying that's the way a lot of times I did it. Okay, and it, it's not good. Let me put it that way. Things need to change. Go ahead, Kate. Give us some good examples. So uh, the the workshop that we've been working on is geared towards the guest teachers so that they have some skills that they can take to any of the schools that they go to. And a couple of those practices that can be really helpful and are simple practices to get your head around pretty quickly are something like signals for attention. Um, And this is a way of having an auditory or visual management technique so that um, students are respectfully and efficiently supported throughout the day and able to listen for directions, for information, for transitions. And it can be something as simple as there's a chime that responsive classroom cells that you can get elsewhere as well, but a lovely tone that's not jarring, not like a ringing a bell really loudly, like you're, um, you know, uh, trying to bring everybody in for dinner or something like that, but a chime that <laughs> can actually be a mindful tool and children listen to the end, and as they hear the chime, they become quiet. Um, Or raising your hand and waiting for the rest of the classroom to become quiet. Now, those signals are very easy and add a ton of time to the day and a tone of respect. Uh, It keeps the teacher from having to raise their voice. But they only work if you use a different practice called interactive modeling, which is really taking steps to show the students exactly what is expected and having them practice it. So not just saying, when I ring this chime, you all need to be quiet, but actually modeling it for them, getting them to model it for each other, giving them time to reflect on what that means and to talk about what they noticed, talking about it in a positive way, and giving them time to practice. So if you take five minutes to practice how we respond to a signal for attention, that can give you endless more time in the day for the students to actually be productive, to be efficient, and to feel respected and supported. Um, And that just develops that relationship between the students and the teacher in a much more positive way. It makes it feel respected, joyful, engaged, and that's really what we're after. So much of the purpose at Responsive Classroom is to develop connection and help teachers and students find those ways um, to build relationships because that's really what is at the heart of schools is relationships. It sure is. And, uh, and, and think, so we, go ahead, please. Go ahead. Finish. Go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, you mentioned the relationship between the teacher and the students, and it's also a relationship between the teacher and the school. If the school puts in the time 
to make and, and I know they try, and I know time is 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 important. It's, it's tough out there, okay. But if you take the time, okay, to make the guest teacher feel at home and professional, okay, it's going to make a world of difference in an age, as Joe was saying, when there's so few substitutes out there, when there's so few people who want to become educators, okay. We got to give them the, the we got to give them the good experience. Okay, so that they want to stay with your district as a sub. Okay, if I may, as a guest, I keep using the word sub. I got to change that. Okay, but it's a, it's a great it's a great mindset and great strategies are in there. And as I say, you guys are the center for responsive schools. This is being responsive to a real situation and really okay making a difference out there. And I don't know if a lot of people are, are, are really looking at this the way you guys are, Kristen. Do you know? Are other people suggesting this? I think it's really something you got to clump onto here. Chris. Yeah, I, um, I'm not sure. We've been talking about um, the role of guest teacher in our professional development courses for a long time. Um, and it's something, you know, sometimes, you know, for us who've been doing this for a long time, it's a simple thing to us, you know, just call them guest teachers. Um, but there's so much behind it and it yeah, can there be is. really transformative to a teacher who realizes, oh my gosh, if I just stop calling them subs and start calling them guest <laughs> teachers, that really yeah, makes right. a huge shift for everyone, even the students, because they understand, oh, this person isn't here just to like babysit us all day. They're here to exactly. be a teacher and they're a guest. And so how do I treat a guest? Well, you are um, helpful for them and respectful, and you show them around and, and um, you know, take care of them while they're in your space. Yeah, it's really just, it, as I said a minute ago, it's a brave new world out there, okay, especially since the <laughs> pandemic. And uh, we really, we, we just got, we got to make changes in our mind. We got to make changes in the way we speak. We, it's all of that that comes together and in the way we strategize. Okay, so let me, Kristen, when will, if somebody goes to crslearn.org, when will the guest teacher, or maybe it's there already, is anything up on site about this yet? Um, nothing yet. Um, as Kate said, we're uh, developing an asynchronous course for guest teachers. Yep. We do, if you visit um, responsiveclassroom.org, so you can get there from the CRS website, um, okay. Responsive Classroom is a program of Center for Responsive Schools, and um, we have over 400 free articles written by teachers, and so you can search our articles for information about guest teachers. Um, we have uh, one-day workshops and, and professional development courses that people can join us for and free webinars that you can register for. And, um, you know, guest teacher comes up sometimes when we're talking about something like attention for um, a signals for attention or teacher language or interactive modeling. So um, we do have resources on our website. Um, Kate, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think the course is scheduled to come out sometime next year. Yeah, Kate? exactly. Okay. Yep. Uh, 2024? So development. 2024? Right. Is that what you're saying? Or this year? Kate? Um, next, sometime in the next school year, I believe. Oh, okay, good. Okay, so, so maybe, maybe starting fall. in September. Yeah. yeah, maybe starting in September mm -hmm. 2023. That's because we just started 2023. I wanted to make sure we were doing that. <laughs> and I've been telling, and I've been telling everybody to go to crslearn.org, which does work, but go to responsiveclassroom.org for a better look at what everybody's yep. doing. Okay. Just yeah, sure. Wanted to mention and, it. Um, we'll definitely. 
Yep, and you can follow us on social media, and um, when we have this course ready to go, you will hear about it. <laughs> well, you come back on, and we'll really talk about it in detail, literally about 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 the course. And one last question, I'll ask you, Joe, how do you how do you work with Kate on all this sort of stuff? Okay, how's it all come together? Joe, so, you're, you're a program yeah. research manager. Yeah, where Kate is a curriculum yeah. designer. How do the two of you kind of work together? Joe Tilly. So, Doctor. Yeah, I. I I'm an instructional designer, so um, I'm familiar with that role. But what I what I do now is I work with with Kate and the other curriculum instructional designers to make sure they have everything that they need from a research perspective. So I spend a lot of my time looking up and and making sure that we are um, very steeped in current research on these types of topics. And then yeah. um, if there's there's any type of um, field testing or anything like that that needs to be done, I work on um, the, the design and the implementation of those pieces. That's really a cool job, i got to tell you. And you mentioned before, it is, it's a cool job. And you mentioned before you were head of a district special ed. Where were you? Here in the exactly. Nashville area. Yeah. Cool. It's good down there. No wonder you <laughs> like country music so much. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a nice place, yeah. Oh it, oh, it is a nice place. Absolutely, indeed. It is a very nice place, okay? I got to thank uh, Kate. Again, Kate, I, I, I love having all three of you on, but Kate made the special effort to get up literally in the middle of the night to do this. I can't <laughs> tell you how much I appreciate that, Kate, really. But I know you live in paradise, and I think that's wonderful, okay? But I, you still got up in the middle of the night to do it, okay? So. It's a Thank small you. price to pay, Larry. Small price. Well, I can tell you, myself and the myself and the audience really appreciate your insights and the fact that you did it. And now, if you haven't had too much coffee, you can go back to bed. Okay. Well, I hope you have a great day's sleep. Okay. This is great, Joe. Thank you from Maine to Nashville. Okay. Thanks, Absolutely. buddy. I appreciate it. You're welcome here anytime. Okay, both Thank of you. you. Okay. And Kristen, as always, you're the best. What can I tell you? Thank you, Larry. Thank you for having us, and thank you, oh, Joe and Kate, for joining me today. We love having you on. Okay, so thank you. You guys are coming up with you. Are, you guys are very responsive to the needs of education, if I may. So Kate and Joe and Kristen, thank you all. Guys, have a great day. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. You will care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Go over to responsiveclassroom.org. Responsiveclassroom.org. Uh, you can go to CRS Learn, too, but responsiveclassroom.org will take you to the, the better place. This is really interesting stuff, and it's the kind of cutting-edge stuff I like to talk about here, okay? Because as, uh, Bob Dylan stole it from me, but the times, they are changing, okay? And we've we got to make changes in our mindset, the way, we tra- the way we train teachers, the way we look at substitute teaching, et cetera, et cetera. It's so darn important. I hope everybody checks out and supports what Responsive Classroom is doing. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. That's where everything we do at our American Consortium for Equity lives. Okay, ace, A-C-E, dash E-D dot O-R-G. I'm Larry Jacobs. Hey, thanks for listening.